friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store, and we've got some really fun news for you. I told all my mini BFFs at Mini BFF Book Club on Monday night, but my first kids book is coming out this October. It's called What Sounds Fun to You, and it's available for pre-order this very minute. All you have to do is go to whatsoundsfuntoyou.com to get some fun pre-order perks for the mini BFFs in your life. There's a fun coloring sheet with stickers and a super cute little label that I'll personalize and autograph so you can stick it in the front cover and gift it to your kiddo or mini BFF. Again, just go to whatsoundsfuntoyou.com to redeem your pre-order bonuses. I'm so proud of this book and so excited to have a kid's book out in the world, and so I just can't wait for y'all to have it. I hope you'll check it out, whatsoundsfuntoyou.com. So throughout this month, we've been sharing our That Sounds Fun tour live conversations if you weren't able to hear them in person. And we did save some of each interview just for the live audience, but you're going to hear most of it here. And today on the show, we have my friends from Dadville, Dave Barnes, and John McLaughlin. But before we begin today's episode, let me take a quick moment and tell you about one of our incredible partners, BetterHelp. Y'all hear me talk about this all the time, but I really value counseling, and I think it really matters to help us prioritize our mental and emotional health. If there are things in your life that are interfering with your health and happiness, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. You can send your therapist a message anytime, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. I really love that. Plus, you start communicating within 24 hours, which I think is such a big deal. And then you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It really matters to the team at BetterHelp that they help facilitate great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. And they also post testimonials daily on their website, which will really help you if you're trying to figure out how it works. And if it works for you, make sure you check that out. So BetterHelp offers services for clients all over the world. They have licensed professional therapists that specialize in so many different disciplines, things like depression and stress, grief, self-esteem, anxiety, family stuff, gosh, whatever you need. The right help is available for what's going on and what you're dealing with. It's not self-help and it's not crisis hotline. It's convenient, professional, affordable counseling, and anything you share is completely confidential. I want you guys to start living a healthier life today. So as one of our friends, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people and so many of our friends here who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Now, about our guests for today's show, aside from being some of my favorite singer-songwriters and some of my very best in-real-life friends and the dads to some of my best Nashville Vinny BFFs, Dave Barnes and John McLaughlin are also the host of Dadville, one of the most popular podcasts on the That Sounds Fun Network. You've heard them on this podcast before, both separately and together on like a, a bunch of different episodes. We'll link to all of them in the show notes. Plus, they make me laugh harder than possibly any other humans I know. And I know that they're going to have you laughing today too. So here's my conversation with the host of popular podcast, Dadville, Dave Barnes and John McLaughlin. Would you please welcome to the stage, Dave Barnes and John McLaughlin. I wish y'all were doing the thing like Ellen does where they dance over the table. 
That's too wide there for these pants. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't really prove it. Don't really prove it. Unless you want to. Um, you guys, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. Thanks for having us. I want to start by saying I'm offended you didn't ask me to rap that song. Oh, you wanted to do that instead of Torin? What yeah. would it have sounded like? I'll say the words to you again. Check one, check two on the microphone. Annie F. Downs from your car to your home. Go. Actually, I'm glad you didn't. I wouldn't have done it well. I got nervous. Oh, you're just right not then. doing it right was, now, even though you just I, said I ran it in my head, and I was like, no, it's not going to go well. It would be, it's not. Okay. I had a small career. Fun fact about me. You don't even know this about me. I was in a rap group uh, in what? Mississippi. I was in a rap group, and uh, it's true. Uh, we were called Schoolboys with a Z. You, are you telling us the truth right now? This is a thousand percent true. Schoolboys with a Z, was the B capitalized or was it one word? S was capitalized, the B was capitalized. Space or no space? Um, well, we had to work that, oh, you mean in the That's name. what broke the band Yeah, that's what I was gonna decide. say. We didn't, we spent a lot of time together. Um, but there was, four of us we had two dancers and then uh two rappers and we and shot we a, still don't know which one you were i was a rapper i told oh. you it started um my trajectory in my life really just started like this it really had a lot of promise but uh we had a song called what's up with you what's up 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 up, up with you and it was great um i was 24 and uh oh my gosh no, you were 24 I was, I was, how old were you for real i would have been like I don't know, 13, 22, <laughs> um, 13, we shot a video, it was amazing, it was a whole thing, we were, uh, with a camera like this, like the ones you held by your face, it wasn't a cannon, but it was a camera, <laughs> I don't know what the missile launcher you were holding was, but, um, or what year you were referring to, what is that, 19, like 27, like, here we go, let's get a recording of these kids, um, it was, uh, <laughs> it was not that, it was a smaller camera, but, um, yeah, so that's enough about me, how are you doing? Where are the other schoolboys now? Yeah, that's a great question. We don't know. Uh, oh my gosh! He's here. <laughs> Let's get him out. Come hey, we're on up. Do... <laughs> uh, it um no. So here's a fun fact. Do you know who the other one of the other schoolboys is? This is a true story. Did you, if you guys watched The Voice last year, this is you're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you, but it's truth. The guy that won The Voice last year was the other schoolboy, Todd Tillman. What? Swear, hand on a Bible. Is he still operating under schoolboys? <laughs> he, he, had, he had to pay to get it, but yeah. yes, he <laughs> okay. does have it. Uh, true story. Did you vote for him? Were you like watching and losing your mind? I didn't. You know, it's funny. Uh, a f somebody on Facebook posted a video. So, God, I'm, I'm, I'm so John's sorry. We'll get too. to you we'll at get some to point. Him. I'm going to see you guys later. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Welcome to Dad. Did Bro, I need to come? or? <laughs> Am I just your ride? <laughs> you're the looks, man. You're the face. Um, Am I just your yeah, ride? You're the good-looking part of the podcast. Um, so, but so, definitely keep talking. Okay, so let me, yeah. let me, I just want to tell you this story real quick. So, so one of the most amazing moments of my life, living in Mississippi, we had a, uh, it was like fifth or sixth grade. It was one of the last days of school. And our teacher was like, hey, if anybody has any talents, we just kind of have some time to kill the back half of the last day of school. So like, if you want to sing or, you know, whatever. So one of the kids, Todd, who was one of my best friends, um, said, I can sing. And none of us knew this. And so she said, great, we'll just come in and have a song. And so he brought in his little tape player and he sang. And I remember being so floored because I was like, this kid, 
he can really sing. This isn't like, hi, I like to sing a song. You know, it wasn't that. That's how I sing. I don't know if you guys know my music. Uh, that was actually one of my bigger songs right there. I don't know. But anyway, so Todd sings, and I just remember, you know, my little whatever 12-year-old self was like, that's like, that's how real people sing. You know, I don't know if you guys Oh, that's that. such like a fifth grade brain. I oh totally my get gosh. That. That's what a real person does. Well, and this yeah. is a friend that, you know, he was a dear friend. And I remember it kind of got weird because I was like, you're like super talented. I didn't know this about you. And so. And then y'all started fighting. So then we started, that began the band. That because was, I was like, I need to have this guy on my side. Oh, that's um, right. Keep your friends So we started schoolboys.net yeah. uh, backslash gov. <laughs> and, um, and don't go there. And. Who? Uh, <laughs> Who were the two dancers? So the two dancers. Girls or guys? No, it was guys. Cedric and Travis. TJ. And, uh, which, yeah, it's true. Did and they we, wear the same thing? Did y'all all four wear the same thing? We didn't thing? wear the same thing, but they had a dance figured out. I think my dad or mom shot the video. It was a whole operation. Uh, and Can we see that video? By the, by, no. And that's a, that's a. Yeah. Um, but so here we, we're staying with the story. Fast forward. I hadn't talked to Todd in 15 years. Are you Maybe saying Todd? Todd is. Okay. What would I be saying? I don't know, but I just could, I just wanted to confirm it because <laughs> okay. the, this, it, I just wanted to confirm it. <laughs> I wasn't saying God. It's, it's, that's Todd, what you're it's Todd with a Z. <laughs> Todd. Yeah, it's schoolboys. Okay. He just adopted the Z from schoolboys and yeah. kept that's it with That's where it comes from. That's okay. where it comes from. Yeah. So anyway, long story short. Facebook. Not short, but we're Stop. with you. Listen, we love this, it. Hey, this is the why way God sees it. Short, because God sees time. A thousand years are like a day, you, a day, and a day is and like boom. a thousand years. So this is like I a theologically sound. Yeah, okay, go ahead. so but you can't get this time back. I'm sorry to say that. It's this. I'm taking it. I get on Facebook. I get on Facebook, and there's a video of Todd, who I haven't seen in 20 years plus years, singing on the Voice, killing it, and I'm freaking out because I'm like. That's Todd. That's the other half of Schoolboys. And, um, and so then I did, you know, we started watching the show and he won and it was crazy. He came to Nashville and we got to catch up for the first time in like, you know, 20 plus years. Um, and I tried to start the band, but he, uh, he won the boys. So, um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I was delusions of grandeur. John, how are you? <laughs> are you good? <laughs> Um, <clears throat> what, what was the question? <laughs> I now want to know, what was the first band you were in? You know, I was never in a band. You've always been flying solo. Always. I, I was, so my best friend, who actually, um, his name's Jeff Owen, we met in fifth grade on the kickball field. And um, you, that sounded like I was going into a rap right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> you met in fifth grade. <laughs> seventh grade. And he, uh, he's in the, he was the guitar player for 10th Avenue North. It's a great band. And he actually edits uh, our podcast Dadville. right now. He Boom. edits Dadville. Wait a minute. Both of your fifth grade best friends are very influential to this day. And we are yeah. not. Uh, right. <laughs> We're just riding their coattails. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. You and the 10th um, Ave guy met in, in fifth, fifth grade. grade? Yeah, on the kickball field. Was he field. already doing music? Listen, on the kickball field, you're acting, did you go to a rich school that has a kickball field? And then like a baseball? We weren't, we weren't like riding horses. It's just kickball. <laughs> it wasn't polo. <laughs> what <are> you, what? <laughs> Hello, Jeff. How was your day? It was great, John. I mean, you you just, just need like a you, ball. And, you that's all you need. What kind of kickball do you play? 
And then like another guy, I guess. <laughs> another guy. Somebody's got to roll it You get a lot of home runs that way. That's all you, you need. You and Jeff played each other. It's just like this. It's a it's low like a budget sport. Home run derby. It's a very low budget sport. <laughs> you know, who hasn't been so dire? Like who, this is growing up in Mississippi though. You would have days where you're like, I think we could pull this off. Like, you know, you're like, <laughs> nobody shows up and it's you and like a sibling or your best friend. You're like, no, we should still play. And it's just like, <laughs> one of you wins 102 to 98, you know? Yeah, you're just sweating it. blood. That's you're so it. tired. Just that's like, right. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, you were going to go. Go. Well, no, Jeff, the whole reason I'm bringing Jeff up is he was a musician. Like, in growing up in school, like, he was the music guy. And I was just his friend. And I played piano a little bit. So whenever his band would get a gig, I would... Typically, I think I played all their gigs with them, but I was never in the band. So. Wow. And now I have all this merchandise that I need to sell. Oh. So. It's been a good time. Thank y'all so much. Just um, thanks, Dave. Can you go start the car? Yeah, absolutely. I'll just. Anyway. Implying y'all drove here from say, Nashville. I'm going to start one car. I don't know who's going to car. We're just going to go start a car. A car, yeah. Good yeah, luck. Sure. We're just going to jump it off and hope for the best. Yes. Do you remember the day you met Jeff? Do you remember that day on the... I do. Why? I remember this day because I remember I was riding on my horse. <laughs> he was riding a white mare, I think. No, I don't know. I don't even know a name of a horse. <laughs> That's how well, low budget. I mean, you my knew mayor, so white mayor. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jeff is Korean, and I had never seen a Korean person at that point in my life. And I saw. So him, you walk out on the kickball field, and you're like, "That guy." I literally thought that guy looks cool. I want to be his friend. I'd never seen an Asian person before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess maybe Christy Yamaguchi. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Because you love watching the Olympics. I was really into figure skating and kickball back then. Those were kind of my two things. Obviously, if you're going to like one, you're obviously... Kickball <laughs> There's a, a lot of overlap. It's a gateway drug to <laughs> figure skating. Did you say it's a gateway drug to figure it's skating? Boy, let me, I see kids get into kickball, and I'm like, watch out where this okay. goes. Okay. Watch out. I've seen it's it a, a slippery slope. I mean, if you've seen it once, you've, you've seen, seen it, it twice. <laughs> Come on. Thank you guys again. All right. It really has been. You're really getting your workout in standing up and sitting down. <laughs> I sat down all day today, so I feel like I need to I might do laps like a mic did. <laughs> okay, so if Jeff was the musician, yeah. you were the piano player that was behind him that now everyone, I mean, you're like an incredible piano player. That's very kind. When did, you're welcome. Um, when did you step out of that and start doing it yourself? Uh, we were in college, so Jeff and I went to the same college. Did y'all live together? Were y'all like bros this whole life? Yeah, we didn't. We had like separate families <laughs> growing up. Like I knew where his house was. And I was going to say, did your family hide him? And then fifth grade, they're like, we should probably tell you something. You have an Asian brother. And that's um, exciting. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. There's a full It's not Christy Yamaguchi. It's not. But it's Jeff. You've prayed for her as a sister, we know. Every Christmas, you ask. And, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Your theology just got real it is. weird. No, I you can show you. You prayed, and every Christmas, you ask. It's in Second Hesitations in the second Bible. Second um, Yeah. If you look it up. Or yeah. First Opinions. I can't ever remember if it's... Uh... No. Uh, so, we were in college, and Jeff had a, had a gig. 
at this place called The Living Room. Remember that place? Oh, yeah. In, in Muncie, Indiana. And, uh, and I opened up for him. And I, so I was going to play like 20 minutes or 25 minutes or something like that. And I had like three songs that I'd written. And that wasn't enough to get me to 20 minutes. So I played a Counting Crows cover. The, my very first song, like on a stage at a piano, was Raining in Baltimore, oh, Counting great Crows. Song. Great song. Yeah, wow. I wanted to start it out super depressing. <laughs> yeah, and just so, just kind of set the mood. Yeah, really kick the show off great for Jeff. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone's crying. It's going to be right. fine. Yeah, yeah. What was it like? Because he probably moved to Nashville before you did. Yep. I mean, that, that means for, I'm not going to try to age you here, but for 30 years of your life, 25 years of your life, you and this friend have tracked the same trajectory. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he, he moved, he did like the cool thing. Like he dropped out of college and <laughs> Hear that, moved kids? to Nashville. The cool thing is which dropping was, out of college. That was the plan for me. I was like, I'll, I'll go to college for a little bit because it sounds super fun, just to kind of plug the podcast here. Thank you. And... Um, but I was like, but I'll, I'll drop out eventually and I'll like go do music. Yeah. But I just loved college too much and I just, I just stayed. <laughs> I've never heard a musician say that out I loud. I right. just liked college too much. I so know. I stayed it was there. the just classes. Like it was really the classes the that classes. were so engaging. It was the meal plan mostly. <laughs> and because I wanted to do music, I, I knew I should stay on a meal plan as long yeah, as possible. As long as you could. So... Um, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, we've been, we've, we've kind of like, you know, followed each other around since fifth grade. And now... I mean, because you toured with 10th Avenue North, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Dave and John really quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Trust and Will. So I have a couple of questions for you, friends. Are you ready? Okay. Do you own any property? Do you have any kids? Do you have any pets? Do you have any specific idea about how you'd want to be cared for if there was like in a medical emergency? If you answered yes to any of these, you need a will or a trust. No matter your age, it's just the responsible thing to do. I literally just finished mine last week. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children or determine who gets your stuff and plan for a future medical care, all from the comfort of your own home. Here's the thing I know about adulting. Hiring your traditional estate attorney can cost thousands and using a one-size-fits-all template is not nearly specialized enough. Well, trust and will documents are designed by estate planning experts and they've customized them to be specific to the state you live in, which I think is really helpful. And with live customer support seven days a week, trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions you have setting up your plan. I know it may not sound like fun to think about things like this. I get it. But you know what is fun? Having like peace of mind about your future. And that's what motivated me to get mine done. And Trust and Will will make sure that state planning is up to date. Trust and Will is the most trusted name in online estate planning, the category leader on Trustpilot. And they've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect their families, assets, and legacy. Gain some peace of mind at trustandwill.com slash that sounds fun and get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Don't wait. Go right now. This is really important, y'all. Get 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash that sounds fun. Again, that's trustandwill.com slash that sounds fun. Dave, I think this is true for both of y'all. I mean, you both have friends that you keep. And what is that? You mean as opposed to killing them? 
It's not, I mean that they're in your us. basement and people need to well, know y'all gotta let yeah, them out. Yeah, no, they're there down there. Right, right. Until they're useful. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't see we don't see friendship as the Highlander. There can be more than just one, thankfully, because that right. makes friendships. No, we do. It's it is funny. I mean, I think that's what's great about. Um, for me, it was kind of cheating because I went to school at Middle Tennessee State, which is about twenty miles from Nashville. So there was a natural migration sort of to Nashville for all of us. So um, a lot of my friends just kind of came with. You know, we all sort of moved together. Um, and, but, you know, our music community in Nashville is such a small, I mean, it's a big community, but it's such a small community. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's such a shared experience because it's such a bizarre thing to do, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think to have friends like John, uh, we talk about this a lot on Dadville, but John, lived, we live literally across the street from each other. And it's such a blessing because you can have like a really weird show or like a bad couple of shows and I can come home, you know, and talk to John. He's like, oh, yeah. I mean, John doesn't know that because he only does, like, amazing shows. But, um, but, you know, just to have, it's such a valuable friendship. Those friendships yeah. are really valuable. They carry a lot of value because there's such a shared experience and a really particular shared experience, you know? Yeah. So it may, you, you tend to keep those people around, you know? I mean, for me, I think there's something safe, I think is the word that's coming to my mind, so I'm trusting it. There's something safe about my friends who knew me a long time ago. Yeah. Right, so yeah. the, your college friends, like that, came, y'all all came to Nashville together. There's just something about like, yeah, we like what you do, but we like you. Yeah, I think every. I don't. I wonder how both of y'all felt about this. Every instance in my life where I felt like my career was getting too far ahead of me with any kind of like glimmer or sheen of fame, whatever that looked like, uh, I always didn't like that. I never was like, yeah, I was just like, eh. and thankfully I've always had friends who agreed with me in that. So, um, so thankfully I think that's another big part of having friends that you've known for a while uh-huh. is there's always this like, dude, what are you doing? You're like, I'm just trying to be cool. Sorry. Right. You know, and they're like, mm, I got stories on you. You're like, please don't, please don't. Um, well, school the- boys tape, you know, like, please anything but that. The other thing that is honestly really useful, it's painful, but it's useful, is that there's always someone close to you that's doing, that's going to be doing something cooler that night. Like you may have met your hero that night and maybe he like, this is a true story. I, I went to an Elton John show one time. I got to meet him right beforehand, which was amazing. I, I love Elton John. And then, um, so you um, like walk backstage, you like get to meet him like in his dressing room? Uh, it was in like this little like VIP thing. Yeah. And, and I got to chat with him for a while. It was amazing. That's so I'm so already cool. on cloud nine and I'm sitting right in the front row and he's right here. It's like the best seat possible. And in between two songs, he says, you know, I want to dedicate this next song to John McLaughlin, great singer songwriter. This You're one's, lying. He says, this one's for you, baby. <laughs> and then he plays, don't let the sun go down on me. Which is coincidentally my favorite song from for the rest of my life, but um, but that so that, a, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a wild story. It's amazing, and in that moment, I'm I'm experiencing nothing but joy and gratitude, and it's just amazing, right? Well, a friend of mine, like the next week, in New York City, is playing some benefit thing. She sings a duet with him, so it's always going to be somebody, right? Right. Who does one more thing? Like, well, he right. dedicated two songs. You're to like, her. yeah, but when Whatever. he was singing it, I was singing it loud enough that his mic was sort of picking it up, and that's technically a right. duet. Yeah, so. that was a duet. So that is, 
that point is really important because that happens to all of us. 100%. It happens to all of us that if we are if we are deciding whether our life is okay by looking at someone else's life, it is always going to come up wanting. What's right. the what's the quote comparisons the thief of joy, you know? Yeah. It's so true. Do y'all so, feel that? Yep, go. Well, you just have to decide are you going to enjoy your life? Are you going to be grateful? You right. know? Or if not, you're going to be miserable because there is always someone doing something else that's cooler or better or they they sold more CDs. I mean, I know, like you said, CDs are obsolete now. Uh, sold more books or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We really wanted to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Thanks for really pushing that tonight. <laughs> CDs are dead. <laughs> A musician's life. <laughs> I didn't say music was dead. I said, no, okay. who has a CD player? Do you own a CD player? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that I do. I don't know that you yeah. do either. <laughs> I'm not sure. Dave's house true. has like every speaker is connected to a thing. And so you walk in and it is always Dave Barnes music playing in their speakers. That's okay. Always. <laughs> okay. That's. Unless the rest of the family's home. But when it's just Dave. It's you were going to say Dave. something else. What was that going to be? Whatever that is. Just please say that right now. It is, I will tell you, one of the funniest things, and John and I have laughed about this, that my kids always request my music, yes. so like they always want me to play my own songs, which is both uh, job security and also uh, sweet, because I'm like, oh, they want to hear it. But it's, nothing is more humbling than when you know, Spotify does your, who's your top artist you listen to this year? And I was the number one. I was like... <gasps> <laughs> You know, everybody's posting on their stories, like, I wore this, and I was like, not posting that. You know, like. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh, I wish you would have. People would have oh, loved I that. I deleted that as fast as I could. I was like, okay, how can I make this Speaking of posting on Instagram, Pastor Brother Phil. Is he, get, does he bottom? live in Daphne? Does he live Is he in around? Daphne? It feels right. Is it possible it that feels he's right. here tonight? It feels right. It feels right. like he's here. I mean, you, so I, I want to talk to y'all a little bit about 2020. We lived it together, but there, there were some good that came out of it. And one of them is you've made like 12 characters that are insane. You've stopped doing the chickens. And I think the chickens are hysterical. That was one of my favorites too. Do y'all remember the chickens one where he's trying, the one chicken is trying to instruct the choir and they keep interrupting him and singing. I mean, I just would cry. I'd be laughing so hard. I think the hardest that I laughed doing any character was doing those because yeah. I had to time it right yeah. and then I would get tickled and they would shoot up yeah. you know because if you opened your mouth if you watch them you see that I can't open my mouth because the minute you open your mouth they sort of all pop up yeah and it just got I have a video of me laughing because I pulled the filter off and I'm cry laughing <laughs> like on my in the bathroom which is weird that was a weird season of my life um <laughs> the only place I could record them was in the bathroom because it's the only place the kids wouldn't come find me you know <laughs> I'd be in the middle of some really funny take, and it's like, Dad, I got to poop. And I was like, you gotta, I got to poop. I don't have to, but just leave me alone. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun way to sort of release all these people in my head out into the, <laughs> out into the public. They, wait, they all lived in you? They all still the, do. They, they still, still do. do. Yeah. yeah. The I Holy mean, Spirit and then all of them. Is that... It's a weird... Is Pastor Brother Phil the most requested? Is he the most oh, yeah, popular? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah he's no a doubt. Looney Tune man. Yeah, he's. Uh, I pray for him. He's not even real, but I pray for him. That's. Um, <laughs> I do feel like there's a dangerous thing that's starting to happen in my psyche, where by like sixty, I could just become him. Uh huh. Like it's it's becoming that much of a manifestation of myself uh -huh. that like 
before I know it, I'm, you know, Annie's going to wake up one day and he's just laying there staring at her and she's like, oh my God. And His wife is named Annie. Yeah. You want me to not, clarify that, that real quick? Weird. Not me. Um, just to be clear, because <laughs> I'm not going to wake yeah, up next to Dr. Be, Brother Phil. That would confuse that's, a lot of things. That's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. There's yeah. another Annie that he married. Yeah. So. Yep. That's very um, true. <laughs> in 2020, what did that do for you to create things that made you laugh? You know, I, so so one of the things that I think I learned the most in that season, uh, which was a, which was a very valuable lesson, is I, I've 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 always enjoyed being funny. You know, it's always been kind of a side hustle. Um, I've never known that it was an act of service, and that sounds like oh, wow. me, me, me. you know, it's way that I serve the Lord is my humor. That's not what I mean. But what? Why was that guy British? Uh, he rides horses as a kid. He, he ri- and John he played, went to the same school. I know that guy. You know that guy? <laughs> <laughs> he was the guy on the white mare. He's auditioning for the Voice right now, <laughs> as we speak. Seriously, guys, it's been fun. We feel no. Um, I think, but but long story short, I'd done some stand-up shows a couple years ago, and a woman after one of the shows came up to me and said, "That was such a blessing." And I remember thinking, I literally said, "What was?" And she said, "The show." And I was like. I just, what was a blessing about it? And she said, you know, I had a really bad day. I was going to, you know, instead of going home, I came to the show. I laughed really hard. And now when I go home and see my kids, I'm in such a good mood. I'm not, and it really messed with me because I was like, wow, I've never thought about that. Like humor really can be a blessing, not just a way to, you know, let off some steam, but like it can change how we feel, you know? Mm. And so doing those characters, it was sort of, to me, I realized, like, this is a way that I can actually make people, I think I did 60 of them. I was like... You did 60 different characters? Well, I did 60 days in a row. Oh, okay. I um, was like, what? They yeah, all live in your no, head? No. Oh, yeah. They're all up there. Okay. You did 60 days yeah, in six a row. Days in a row. Okay. But, but I just remember thinking, and, and it was crazy to me how many people would send me either direct messages or emails, whatever, saying that. Not, we're laughing so hard, but like, this has just been such a... Yes. monumental part of every day to just like take a minute, laugh, sort of reset your brain. So I think for me, it, it, uh, at the risk of sounding sort of Sunday school and cheesy, it really was this way that I felt like, well, it's fun to use a gift I have to hopefully help people take a, just a breather even for a minute. You right. know? So it was really fun. It was also extremely taxing. By the end of it, I was like cross-eyed and bleeding from the ears. So I was like, <laughs> I need to put these people back in their home. Uh, <laughs> Not Dr. Brother. Or oh, yeah. He was like, you let I'm him staying live. out. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> here he is. There he is. Um, so, yeah. John, similarly, you're, I mean, you, you travel a lot. You go and do shows a ton and all that stopped. What was the gift of last year in the middle of losing a lot of income, time, travel? I mean, all of that. Yeah. I mean, right before it shut down, I literally, I remember looking at my calendar, which is normally really, really heavy in in the fall, like September through the end of the year is always my busiest time. Summer is pretty light, and then spring is like a, you know, a lighter spring tour or whatever. And I remember looking at my calendar and thinking, this is, I've been doing this for, you know, 15 years or whatever. This is my, I've been working toward this calendar. I literally remember looking at the calendar and being like, I've worked for this. This is the best, like, schedule I've ever had. It wasn't too much, but it was great. And, and, you know, finances are my thing. That's, like, the thing that I I can 
worry about and start to spiral. And it doesn't matter how much there is or isn't. It's just my thing. And so in this weird kind of backwards way, it was this gift because my like worst nightmare came true where like every single, I mean, it was like 71 dates were just gone off of the calendar. And I was on tour at the time and I remember going home and, you know, being with Amy and the girls and just thinking like, well, this is it. This is like my worst nightmare has happened. I have no idea what, you know, how we're paying bills for the rest of the year. But, you know, everyone is thinking this. It was this kind of like really calming kind of, it was like so extreme that it was, it was calming. And it was one of those things where you realize that your fear of the thing is way worse than the thing itself, you know. Unless you fear great white shark. In which case. It's a terrible thing. That's still very scary. That's yeah. true. But That's it was true. cool to, you know. That's a great example. That is yeah. a great example. Yeah. And we have a few of those in 12 South and Nashville. But um, right. the, um, one of the cool things about watching that season with John was seeing these crazy ways that God provided. That's right. Which was really cool. Like, John would come over and be like, you won't believe it, but this thing happened and this, um, they're going to pay me to do this thing. And I was like. And it just felt like they were like three or four of these things. I was like, totally. what is happening? Yeah, I just feel like God was saying like, you, you can trust me. And, and I feel like Dave and I laugh about this a lot because this is how I feel about some of the lessons that I know I need to learn. I'm like, I, I want to grasp that on a conceptual level. And I want the Lord to know that I've, I've got it. <laughs> I just don't want to... <laughs> experience it <laughs> I trust you give me my money back yeah. <laughs> I remember we uh, sat it was probably one of my favorite nights in a long time on New Year's Day night at Dave's house and our friends sat around the table and talked about the year and it felt like the theme was you know what God is faithful right I mean is that what you is that a is that your takeaway from last year as much now, even as we're sitting halfway through 21, do you feel like you think God is faithful differently than you did two years ago? I absolutely do. And I feel like now the trick is like, how do we, how do I come out of 2020 with sort of the sweetness that we experienced mm. and sort you know, get back into normal life or whatever you want to call that and and still kind of don't and not just go back to the way it, it was you know I want to like change I want to learn those things I want to like change my day-to-day -day in my on my calendar and up here you know and I want my kids to see that I've done that all that kind of stuff that's the trick now you know yeah. it's, it's hard I don't know how y'all feel but I think it's hard to not feel like well he took care of it but that was a little season and now we're back to normal. And now and I can like, do it again. Oh, that's funny. Is that how that works? And I'm like, I think so. I don't know everything, but uh, but but I think it is it is um, it's easy in my brain to be like, well, that was an ex you know ex like an extreme circumstance. So now we'll get back to how life normally is. And I'm like, I just think God's like, no, that's not it. It's just you make it this way, and you put these little things in your life that see the support or you know, uh, don't support the way you view the world. And then you navigate around them where God's like, nothing changed up here. 
Like I see it all the same, you know, and I think for me it's a lesson in sort of like um, the self-busying or self-worrying or these things that God's kind of like, hey, no pandemic up here, folks. <laughs> right. Just like it was, you know, right. like it doesn't change my provision for you. It doesn't change my love, my protection, my, you know, my will, my, my plan for your life. It may feel like that to you, but I think there was this season that was really interesting. Like I think a lot of my friends, like we talked about that night, uh, felt this proximity to God that only that can like only pain and fear and sort of reliance right. can bring. Right. And I think it's easy to um, kind of think, yeah, but we're out of that. Yeah, we're now, done with like, it. Yeah, and God's like, well, you don't have to be, <laughs> you know. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. So, John, how do we do that? The thing that we learned in 2020 about who we want to be and and the way when everything is stripped away, here's what really mattered. How do we do that now when everything is happening again? Are you asking me? Yeah, tell you're, it, tell you're, it, the, tell you're the only John up this here. This is your show. I thought you were just going to tell us. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm not. I don't know. I, I'm still in the, the phase where it's like, I just realized that I want that, what I just experienced, mm. you know? And um, I mean, I do think that there, there are some habits that I was never great at. And that, you know, like necessity just kind of breeds um, me doing those kinds of habits out of survival, you know. So now that I've experienced what I experienced last year, I do think that there are some, I'm, I'm more apt to get up early and just kind of quiet myself, you know, um, spend that time with God that I maybe before 2020, I just didn't really need to do it. It was like on, you know, it's on the radar, but it's the first to go if, you know, if I sleep in a little bit or if it's, there's, there's just some like tangible habits that I think I'm just better at doing because mm. of that experience, you huh. know, that I think kind of help keep me centered in that space. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on that, Dave? Yeah, I'm not going to tell him. No, I, I, I'll say this. Um, I actually wrote a song about that I released last month called Lord Ain't Net Let Me Down Lately. But there, Wait, say the title again, Slower. The, the, Lord, ain't, the Lord Ain't Let Me Down Lately is, yeah. is what it's called. But it's a great song. It was it a um, song. kind of about that. I think for me, like John and I actually have talked about this a lot this last week because we both had these things that we're sort of dealing with that are pretty... Uh, nerve-wracking things for each of us and we were sharing it with each other but there was this weird communal experience for both of us of kind of going okay we sort of have two ways we can deal with this with each of these things we can fret and just spend all this energy trying to figure out this thing but we can't control either one of these things so we can or we can just go can't control it and I do think for me and, and we talked about this for me last year was a real learning I learned that last year. I was like, oh, I, don't, I can't control it. That was one of the most common conversations I had with my guy friends, like in, either on Dadville or just dads. But just, you, you, the, man, the, the feeling that you could control your life quickly evaporated last year. And so I think that's something I'm really trying to take into this post-pandemic season, if we're there yet, is to know that, yeah, I, I want to keep that energy. Mm -hmm. Like, in, as these things get presented, instead of me going like, you know, whistle and let's get it. And everybody's like, we don't know what to do. And I'm like, I don't either, but it feels good to try, you know, <laughs> just going, no, it's just a waste of energy. Like yeah. pray about it. Pray that God will help me with it and f help figure it out. But 
we just move, we keep living and it'll yeah. figure whatever happens. You know, right. like John said, even at worst, it's not the worst thing in the world. Right. So um, I think that's what I'm trying to have some discipline around. That, that was a very um, seminal thing for me to think about last year. It was like, yeah, I can't do anything about this. What am I going to yeah. do about this? Like, you know, it's when you lose the gigs or the thing, you know, things you're like, here we are. And then right. here we are on the other side of it. And we're, yeah. and we're okay. You know what I mean? Right. It was hard and things were tricky but you know we're still here and and so um i think that was a big one for me yeah i i think it is really interesting and profound to when you think through things like this both of you kind of said it like it's you just make new habits your feelings will catch up start doing the right thing the right thing start doing the thing you want to do and the feelings will catch up right We all talked a little bit about Dadville. Yeah. You built that puppy last year, well, right? Hey, not without your help. Well, come on now. Look, you got the Where people. Where would we they be? love Dadville. I mean, I, many of y'all probably know the story. The reason we created the That Sounds Fun Network is for t- because two podcast friends of mine had a conversation with me. One was Emily P. Freeman, and she said she felt lonely in podcasting. And the other, the two yahoos who were like, we've done a bunch of podcasts. What do we do with them? And I was like, okay, I'm here for you. The world needs <laughs> I mean, to hear we you. had... 13, 15 episodes. Yes, that we had done. To- and just like in their computers. <laughs> yeah. And if we got them all in there, we don't know where they go or how to push them out. <laughs> where so, do we send these? Yeah. We got the talking bits done, but ain't nobody heard them. Yeah. So <laughs> that is 100% what happened. Um, what has it been like? Dadville is uh, almost a year old, yeah. Yeah. right? So what, what's it feel like? What's it been like to create something so new and so different from what you've been building for the last couple of decades professionally? I mean, it feels... I remember when Dave asked me to do the podcast with him, and he said, I, I want to do a podcast called Dadville. This was 11, 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, kids. Um, <laughs> before kids. Before yeah. you're married, before kids. <laughs> I just had a good feeling. I had call, a really good Call feeling. us old-fashioned, but you get a podcast. <laughs> you meet a nice girl. No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's not going to be a joke in 20 years. Uh, right? People will be like, no, I, I heard John say that. Let's it's hope still, it's not a joke. Let's hope it, yeah, it's you not a joke. You get a podcast. Lord, don't nice manifest guy. that. Right. Yeah. No, but I remember him saying, I want to do this podcast called Dadville. And, and this was a few years ago. So we already had kids. And our friendship, we already lived across the street from each other. And our friendship had already settled into 99% of it was just us talking about our kids with each other. And so immediately I was like, that sounds so fun. Again, to plug the podcast again. Um, since we live right across the street from each other, we had already had a few years of like a zillion texts back and forth between each other where I would text Dave after we had just sat on his porch and chat for a while or whatever. And I would, I would text him and be like, I just can't believe we live right across the the street from each other. I just get, this is so good. I just love it. And we've, we've texted that a zillion times, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I know this sounds cheesy and I know you're not going to believe me, but it is probably a bi-weekly text. I'll no. go over and grab like 
you know, like John's been borrowing my lawnmower lately, <laughs> and it gives me so much joy just seeing him walk because I'm in my studio work and I look out my window and he's like, <laughs> he grabs my lawnmower and leaves. I'm like, love that, love that. We got a co-op of and, a lawnmower. And Dave borrows my weed eater. Yeah, and that's so a true story. It's a true That's story. actually our setup right now. Between the two of you, you can care for your lawns. We do. Yeah. Why okay. would we need two? I know. You know. But when he said he wanted to do Dadville, I feel this. I feel the same way about the podcast. I like. I whenever we get together and we and we record some ads or whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. I just love that we're doing this. We're creating this other thing that is not music. It's not what we do. You know, it's not our like nine to five or whatever. Um, but we're we're having these conversations that are so fun, and they I feel like they're really meaningful. They and are. I I you know we hear from people on social media and stuff like that about how much of this conversation really meant a lot, or when you said this, you know. It meant a lot. It just feels so great, and it's so great to be doing it with your friend. You yeah. know. What do you know about dadding, being a father? What do you know about that this year that you didn't know last year? What have these conversations done for y'all and your parenting? I mean, I, I, a, a lot, truthfully. Like uh, that's another thing we laugh a lot about when we when we're talking about an episode or getting ready. Is it it sort of feels like a selfish. Uh, pursuit because huh. you know you just have guests on that share these little nuggets or how they approach parenting or something they've just learned or whatever and you know we're learning to we're not that's that's maybe the best part about it is we're not experts hosting a podcast right we're idiots hosting experts <laughs> and so um that should be our new tag yeah that <laughs> is yeah. somebody write that down that's the two idiots and an expert yeah um but but i do feel like it's Somebody, it never fails that somebody says something every episode, and usually more than that, but at least once an episode, that I will go, God, that is a really great thought, or I haven't thought about doing that, or, or some, and so it's been fun, and I think, too, something that we both have been really passionate about is, you know, dads can get a real bad rap, and, you know, it's, right. and, and if you, and, and there's, you see this a lot in commercials, like, there's always, like, the really smart mom, and then the dad's, like, on fire in the background, like, and everybody's like, idiot dad. And he's like, I don't know how to do nothing, you know? <laughs> and so, and, and you know, some of that is true because we're kind of, you know, we can be Cro-Magnon men, but I do think there is this power to what, um, to who we are. And I think especially a, um, a divine um, calling, mm. a real unique thing wow. that I think society right now needs very badly. Yes. Good dads, not not machismo, not um, conqueror. I mean, sure, some of that, but I think just dads that are attentive, dads yeah. that want to be dads, that want to be um, the best version of themselves that can be in that setting. And so it's fun for me, and I think you know J John too, seeing that there's this place now. There's a we wanted to create a venue that could be talked about. Because that is what we talk about with our friends. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when I see my guy friends that are dads, we will eventually start talking about that. Something we're having a hard time with, something we felt like that was really cool, we'll laugh about something that we messed up, you know? And so it just felt like it'd be fun to have a place that dads and moms and whoever can hear men talking about that and mm -hmm. it not be something that's like, you know, a dread, but it's a joy and it's yeah. a pleasure and it's a privilege. And so I think for me, it's especially compelling because we get to create that place for dads to come on. And I think last thought to see 
especially when you have like a celebrity or someone who's in the in the spotlight, they just they never get to talk about it. Nobody's ever having, you know, uh, uh, Tony Hale or you know Ted Danson or we right. just had Matthew McConaughey on. I call yeah, him Matt. Yeah, that's but coming. Um, Matthew McConaughey talking yeah, about dad. Yeah, on Dadville. But you know, th- these guys don't get to come on and talk about their kid. Nobody wants you know, and not in a bad way. I mean, people like their kids, but they'd much rather talk about the cooler thing they just did or the movie they're making or the album they made. And so it's fun because. They do want to talk about their kids. They just nobody gives them a space to do it, and so I think that's something we really enjoy. Is like, no, come here and let's talk about that. Like, what is that like? So it's really fun to see them really light up. Like, we haven't yeah. had a dad on yet that's kind of like, yeah, can we talk about something else? <laughs> you know, yeah. they probably know what we're going to talk about just from the title of the podcast. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's fun. Like, it's fun to see them light up and really want to talk about yeah. that. You know, and share that. Who are some dream dad guests y'all want to have that you haven't had yet? Most of them are dead. Um, <laughs> But if you can make that happen, it'd be amazing. I am very powerful. Okay. <laughs> the almighty eyes. That's a good question. Thank you. I mean, we, we really wanted Peyton Manning. Yeah. Okay. Did you say that in past tense? You decided you don't want him anymore? Well, we've heard that he's very uh, private with his kids. He doesn't want to talk about his kids, which, which is fine. That's fair. But, um, you know, it still could happen. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No else? past tense. We can Let me tell you, it. having Matthew McConaughey on, if you could have seen John and I's faces when he logged on and we saw his face, it was like you would have thought, um, I don't know who that would, he was the only one. You could have had like, uh, I don't know who, like, you know, some Cindy Crawford. I don't know. Like, maybe wow. we were more excited about Matthew. <laughs> like, he popped up. I love like, that you went oh with Cindy gosh, Crawford. Oh, my gosh. What? How are you? Your hair looks great. Does it always look like that? What? It was... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How long did it take you to get cool with Matthew McConaughey? Was it pretty fast? I felt like it was, it was it instant. Was he fast. was so, so great. Yeah. Yeah. And we found that every, everybody, everybody's been that way. I mean, it's just so fun. Like, you're, you're sitting there, and, you know, especially these guests that, you know, are, are really in the spotlight or whatever. Yeah. They sort of pop up on your screen. You're like, oh, my God, that's him. Yeah. And, and we laugh because halfway through... You know, he was telling a story, and he's like, you know, Dave, you make a good point. I was like, oh, my God, it's every name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's just these funny moments. You're like, how did we get here? Like, the, you I know. cannot lie. The one time he said Annie, I, I did the same thing. I was like, he just said my name back to me. He just said my name back to me. And I'm like, what a professional that it's somewhere written down in front of him that I can't see is A-N-N-I-E. Yes, yes. So I, I know it's not because he's yes. like following me on Instagram yeah, now. Yeah, it's because yeah. he wrote it on a sticky note right yeah. below the camera. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, Peyton Manning, though. We can, we, we well, can I think, try. I think, honestly, it's, it's fun for us. We have a huge list. But I think the thing that we think is so fun and hopefully compelling for guests is that they can't talk about that. You know, is, is to have a place they can come on and not do the typical sort of like yeah. press release push where it's like tell us about your movie how did you like that what happened when you did this but But you kind of did that to matthew mcconaughey oh god yeah oh yeah yeah. i i was like about but which movie one of his more recent ones a time to kill a time to kill dave was like can we talk about that one scene in a time to kill i sort of we we just did a disclaimer because it was such a fun interview and i'm so excited for y'all to hear it i'm actually excited to go listen to it again because i was pretty much blacked out most of the time just like (laughs) drooling and like you know uh, John's texting me like, please wake up. I need help. Please wake up. So, Matthew was calling you because you were passed yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave, Dave. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Is that an angel? Um, but um, I don't even know what I was saying. So anyway, I'm a great podcast host, if you can tell. Um, what was School that? John Boys. has words. I see his School Boys. School yeah. Boys. Is that where we were? Yeah. No. Um, oh, I think with guests, I think uh, there, we have a lofty list. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, have, we have a long, long list. But I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, there's half of these people I never thought we'd even have on. 
Yeah. You know? So it's yeah. like, it's just fun having them on. I did, this is what I messed up. This is what I'm say. So we have like a, the time is shortening. And you know, this is what we had to learn that you taught us. So Annie was like, <laughs> one of the, some of the tough love early on with the podcast was Annie's like, hey, I think it's going great. I think maybe three hours of podcast is like a little too long. Um, <laughs> because we were having all of our friends on and they don't have time. These are like some of our best friends. You know, like people are just coming well, on. Like, everybody was quarantined. It's like, yeah, we yeah nobody had anywhere any to go. And to it's go. our friends. So, you know, Rector or Drew, you know, whoever is on, they're just like, let's do it. And we're like, anyway, like sprinklers, right? And like, yeah, let's talk about sprinklers. <laughs> you know, again. But so Annie had to kind of tough love us and tell us like, hey, so most people want to stick to about 45 minutes to an hour. And we're like, oh, for like the first half. She's like, no, that's for the whole thing. <laughs> that's the whole thing. And so, um, so with but also, that. Then when you book someone like a Matthew McConaughey yeah. is, people say, this is a 45 minute interview. And if you keep going for another 45 minutes, oh, yeah. it's not great. Or, or you look like an idiot because they'll just say to you like, hey, I got to go. And you're like, me like, too. But let's just both go and we'll come back. Do you mean use the restroom? Is that what you mean? <laughs> um, so anyway, it was so funny because we get toward the end of the interview and you'll hear it. And I, I, I had this thing that if I ever met him, I really wanted to ask him about that scene in The Time to Kill where he's given the that it's, to me, maybe one of the most powerful scenes in the movie I've ever seen where he talks, you know, it's the final, not deposition. Closing argument. The closing argument. Yeah. And I just think it's amazing. I just wonder, yeah. like, how did you do that? Because it's so powerful. Anyway, I, I, I sort of text John because we're texting each other, you know, and I was like, I'm going to ask one more question, then we'll do the last two questions. We have two we questions. We have these we two ask. that are like, they're kind of the foundation of, of dad. That film. feels a little it judgy. It makes us sort of who we are. That's even more <laughs> anyway, judgy. What were you um, and so I was like, I'm just going to do this one question. John was like, do it. And so I asked him, but right before, I was like, I got one more. I got a question then, you know, and he's like, great, I got time for one more. And I was like, oh, shoot. But I was like, well, I'm going to go for it. And so I asked him, and it was great. He answered it like I had goosebumps the whole time. He, he, and and it, was, it was so funny, too. You had your shirt off, so I, you were I did, cold. I did. So. Um, I was playing bongos. Uh, and <laughs> thank you. I'm glad y'all got that. Um, but the thing that was scary, and you know this from doing podcasts, is I ask him, and, and oddly enough, Nate Bargatze, who is amazing, you know, he's a comic, I don't know if y'all know, it's hysterical. He was so funny to interview because he, I guess when he listens, he has like a really serious face, and he says this in his stand-up, so we kind of knew. But you'd ask When he him says a, really serious face, he means resting yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resting like a, Nate face. A blank face. Yeah. So, so yeah. while John or I were talking, this is what he would look like. And I'm like, he hates us. He doesn't like us. He wants us to die. Maybe right now. Right. But then you'd ask him and he would, you know, Nate, and he would just get animated and he's, and it was like, okay, he's just, and he talked about it in his, uh, on the podcast and in his stand-up. So you kind of know, well, with Matthew, we had this moment, I got call him Matthew, uh, man, and, uh, and so as I asked the question, because it was totally off script, like, you know, the whole yeah. thing would be about his book and dads and he's a dad and his dad. And I said, listen, I have, you know, this last question and it's about a movie. And would you just tell me about a time to kill? And he did a scene and he literally does this thing where he kind of looked down and he paused for about three seconds. And I was, and so he goes, and I was like, oh, I just broke him. I broke Matthew <laughs> McConaughey. I broke him. And, and I was like, I'm ready for him to be like, hey, um, I'd just really rather not talk about movies. And I was totally ready to have my heart broken, but that's okay. It's a risk I took. And instead he does exactly what I want him to. He literally goes. It was a cold morning. And I'm like, oh, it was a cold morning. It was a cold morning. Tell me about the cold morning. 
And so in that moment, a dream was made. And then he tells this three or four minute story and every bit of it, I've got goosebumps. I'm like, oh my gosh, just keep talking, talk forever, talk forever. It well, was and just... as he's talking, and he, he, he talked about it for like three, four minutes and it was great, you know, and I'm watching him and I'm like, he's here on the screen, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I look down at Dave and Dave is literally sitting like this. <laughs> I look like an anime. I've just got hard eyes, and I'm like, kick, 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 kick. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, we get to hear this one when. How soon does it come out? I think next week. Okay, so yeah. great. I it's cannot out. wait because we're all going to picture exactly, exactly what you just that. described. Except we're going to put a shirt back on. John had a moment where he's like, we, we should genuinely have our shirts off when it comes on and just take the risk. <laughs> It's not, see, a, it's not a terrible idea. We didn't do it, but it's, it would have well, been a roll not, of the dice. It's not a terrible idea. If John idea, would have right? pushed really hard, I would have done it. Because That's I'm like, really it's funny. either going to be the best moment of our life as podcasters or the worst. Which then, the best. I have a feeling he'd have been like, I had a feeling he'd have been like, all right, all right, all right. And shirts <laughs> off, and I'm like. <laughs> but I also knew that if he took his shirt off, my wife would just suddenly show up. She'd be like, does right. Matthew McConaughey have his shirt? Wow, look at that. <laughs> I just think y'all do need to pick a guest and just do that one oh. time. Just log on and never mention Don't it. Don't talk about do it. it. To Peyton Manning. Do it to oh Peyton Manning. Oh my gosh. I feel like he would enjoy that. I, yeah. yeah. He would be like, I think I'm in the wrong chat room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care though. Let's do it. I'm weird. Let's get down with it. You guys. Okay. Okay. That's great. Um, we need to end the show that everyone's getting to hear. So the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. I mean, honestly, this sounds like a blast. Yeah. Like after, after being in quarantine and sitting at home, like being on a stage, being in the spotlight again. <laughs> I believe the children are future. <laughs> I didn't know what my role was in that. So I know. I, I feel like you went beatboxing. Yeah. Just immediately. Yeah, the beatboxing. It's like you wanted him to go straight into schoolboys. Schoolboys. Right? I did. It begins I thought it and could happen. Ends. Yeah. No, no I had this the dance fun. moves ready. Yeah, I was ready. I agree. I, I think it, it sounds really cheesy, but it's so true. I have missed so badly ha- seeing people in an audience. I know. Like, I think that that has been one of the trickiest great. things about the, uh, especially you gals. Everybody's beautiful out there. I got creepy. Let's edit that. Um, keep your shirts on. Keep, keep your shirts, shirts on. on. I believe that you. No. Um, that would be the worst magic mic Dave, of all time. Dave's shirt is off after that. Like, under that, li- shirt. that would have been the trial. The all the producers are like, please stop. Please stop. Everybody's <laughs> nauseous. Um, everything you moves. Like, you put your boom box down and you like, and, and they're like, stop, it's... please, don't, don't do whatever you're about to do. No, just let me get the first button. First I button. believe the children are As I sing Whitney Houston, they're like, this is the worst interpretation of this song we've ever seen. Uh, I will never stop thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. That's my gift to you, my friend. Oh, uh, so no, much. it is, it is. It's, oh, so, it's so good to be in front of people again, you know? I cannot. I don't know what you said. I can't. <laughs> okay. Friends, will you thank Dave Barnes and John McLaughlin from Dadville for being with us? 
You guys, aren't Dave and John the best? My gosh, they crack me up. If you haven't already subscribed to Dadville, you need to do it, whether you're a dad or not. It is such a great show, and it's a lot more of that situation that just happened. And make sure you give Dadville and Dave and John a follow on Instagram. They're all three there. And you can tell them thanks so much for being on the show and how much you loved it. Don't forget to pre-order my kids' book, What Sounds Fun to You, and redeem your receipt for a fun little pre-order bonuses, like a personalized signed label to put in the book cover, a coloring sheet, and some super cute little stickers. Just go to whatsoundsfundyou.com for all the info. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. Have a great week. And we'll see you back here on Friday with our last live show with my friend, you lover, Sharon Sesso, Sharon McMahon. We'll see you guys on Friday. Shake, shake, shake.